Welcome to the Liturgy of the Word. This is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. This is the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter the Apostle. My name is Sean O'Dowd, and it is so good to be with all of you today. So let us begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Let us call to mind our sins and ask God for forgiveness. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, head of the church, who told St. Peter that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church you founded, confirm and strengthen us in our faith that we may confess you even more fervently, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, I exhort the presbyters among you, as a fellow presbyter and witness to the sufferings of Christ and one who has a share in the glory to be revealed. Tend the flock of God in your midst, overseeing not by constraint, but willingly, as God would have it, not for shameful profit, but eagerly. Do not lord it over those assigned to you, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd is revealed, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. The word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me. He refreshes my soul.
even though I walk in the dark valley. I fear no evil, for you are at my side, with your rod and your staff that give me courage. Spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. According to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ the son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. it will be give, you, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, whenever I read these, um, these readings today from the Mark's gospel, uh, Matthew's Gospel, as well as the first reading, how nicely they tie into one another. But I think that the question that, uh, that Jesus asked um, his disciples, who do, who do you say that I am? And I think, you know, at, at some point in time, everybody is going to have to answer that question. Who is Jesus for you? 
And it ties in nicely with the first reading from Peter, <clears throat> where it says, you know, that, that Peter gives us an example to follow. He follows Jesus Christ, and we are to, supposed to follow him as well. What a perfect example that, to follow in order to, to live our lives. Um, so we live our lives, and we do this eagerly. And, um, and then we tend to the flock that, that God puts in our midst, the people that we come into contact with. He wants us to lead these people. He wants us to reflect the light and the love of Jesus Christ to everybody that we come into contact with. And as a result of that, <clears throat> uh, Peter also states, you know, to the one, speaking about himself, to the one who has a share in the glory to be revealed. So Peter knows where he's going to go whenever he dies. And I thought, what a beautiful testimony to faith. And shouldn't we be like that? Shouldn't we be so firm in our foundation of Jesus Christ that we know where we're going to go whenever we die? So if that means that, that we know our eternal destination is secured because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, then we can take the, the attention and turn the attention away from us and put it on other people, people that might not know Jesus Christ. And I think <clears throat> whenever I get to the point and I step off of this world and I die, I want to be spent. I want to be completely empty. I don't want to have any more faith. I don't want to have any more love. I don't want to have any more joy because I gave it all away. That's how I want to live my life. And I think that's what Jesus wants me to do. He calls each and every one of us to know that our, our eternal destination is secure because of what he did on the cross. So we don't have to try to get into heaven. We can live our lives for him and help other people. And what a beautiful testimony to that love of Christ on the, that he did on the cross. <clears throat> But I also want to share a, a story with you uh, about my family. You know, right now, the O'Dowds uh, are in the, the dating season of our lives. So, um, so it's been going okay. I mean, there's been a few bumps along the, the way, but uh, for the most part, it's been going all right. Uh, one of the beautiful things about this dating season that we're in, though, is that I can see my kids being a disciple of Jesus Christ even in this infancy and this relationship with these boyfriends and girlfriends that are coming into our house, I see them being disciples of Jesus Christ, meaning that whenever they start dating, um, eventually they will go to their boyfriend and girlfriend and say, come to church with us. And they extend a nice, simple invitation to, their, to that person and just say, come and see, come and see Father Mark. Come and see the faith community at our Mother of Sorrows. And it's such a beautiful testimony to see that simple invite and where it's going to lead to. Um, my one daughter <clears throat> was, uh, was dating this young man, and, um, and she put forth the invitation. She said, come to church with us. And after a couple of invites, you know, he finally said, I would like to come to church with you, but I don't have a collared shirt to wear. And that's what's stopping me from going to church with you. So the next time that, that Chris was out shopping, she bought a collared shirt for him. And whenever she gave him this collared shirt, he was so excited. He went home, put the collared shirt on, and then, he, uh, and then he took a five 
second video of himself with that shirt on and his hands raised up in the air like this. And I thought, how simple, how simple of a gesture was that to make somebody feel welcomed, to make them feel like they belong, to make them feel comfortable. And then after a couple weeks had passed by, he eventually came to, to church with us at our Mother of Sorrows. And it was my turn to raise my hands in celebration like this because I just saw a child of God coming back to Jesus Christ. So I have a question for you. And that question is, how can you reflect the light and love of Jesus Christ to other people? And I also need to do a shout out here because I found out that two young ladies um, watch liturgy, liturgy of the Word before they go to school in the mornings. So I wanted to say hello to uh, Cassidy and Madison. Thank you for watching me today. I hope you have a great day at school today. And to the rest of you, thank you for tuning into the Liturgy of the Word today. God bless all of you. And until next time, peace.